What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm Mr. Poon tonight, back with Braden and Will. How's it going, lads? It's good. It's been a long uh, international break, an eventful international break, but um, yeah, it's good to be back talking about the Premier League. Um, We got some bets to make. I'm excited about it. Uh, Hot off watching the USA redeem themselves after falling apart and redeeming themselves the first time. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the national team, but we back at the Premier League, so I don't have to talk about those assholes. More excited to talk about the Premier League. It's been a long two weeks, and everything just fucking happened while we were uh, living our lives and enjoying uh, the fruits of our labor, I guess. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I guess. You know, you got to pay for the trips that we've made. And uh, sorry to all our listeners. We have had quite the schedule Wedding season, especially during college football Saturdays, is not something I look forward to. But it has been a great, great time. Um, not to wake up in Colorado at 7 in the morning to watch Man United draw, or like 6 in the morning, whenever it was. But it is what it is. We watched the games. We had some fun and had a great time. Patrick and Elizabeth, hope you have a very, very good married life. And your married life lives up to how much fun we all had at the wedding. Having said that, we are going to be back talking about the Premier League. And given everything that we have missed, the first thing we do have to talk about is finally the Saudi Arabia takeover of Newcastle United has happened. You saw fans out there outside of St. James Park, Sports Direct Arena, whatever you want to call it, absolutely going crazy. Saudi flags all over. Uh, and the crazy part is they bought the the takeover was three hundred million. Like that's less than what uh, Neymar and Pogba combined cost. So that's how much Newcastle costs right now. Um, I I was gonna say Neymar and Mbappe, but like that would just put it to a different stratosphere. Quite funny to see something uh, when you see players of that high value go and the club being sold for just a three hundred million evaluation. Mike Ashley is now in talks to buy Derby County, who are in administration. This guy is about to make a bank on the pains of millions of people uh, around England, if not around the world. But we did have the big news. We do have a takeover. Um, I'm going to come to you, Brayden, first. How are you feeling about this takeover? Any first? What, what's your first take? Like, really, that that's all I'm here for. Don't really, we are going to dive into the transfer window and all of that when that happens. I do not like to speculate about it. I don't think either one of you do that either. So let's just give our takes and we can move on from the whole situation that has happened in Northern England. Yeah, there's a lot to break down here. Um, I don't really know uh, what does it like. This is another power that I think you're going to see uh, put pressure on the champions league spots uh in the premier league in the in the coming years like i we'll have to wait and see what happens as far as the squad building and and kind of how aggressive they are with this project so i think the key thing to watch is going to be when and who uh steve bruce gets replaced with so it, it kind of if it's someone like a Conte, I think you expect them to try to just spin their way to the top right away. Um, if it's someone maybe like a we've seen like Lampard Gerard thrown around, I think it's probably going to be a little bit slower of a project and build up. But 
I, I don't know. Like, we'll wait and see how all that goes. But uh, the, the kind of key thing that has stuck with me from this is like, I, I feel like this is why you saw a number of teams. And I, I don't want to just include the Premier League teams in this. I think you include other teams across Europe of why they were interested in the Super League. As far as like right now, you've got just another team in the Premier League. And it's like, I think you can argue that of the top six teams in Europe in the Champions League, probably four of them are in the Premier League. At least three, maybe four are in the Premier League. And so I I just I think that you're going to see more of these. I think there's going to be additional pressure put on UEFA to either expand the number of Champions League spots in England, or I think you just see why the other big six teams just want to uh, kind of do their own thing. Like I, this is why I don't think the Super League is dead. I think it's why it's going to come back as a like a little bit of a different monster, but it will be coming back because it's a completely different proposition to qual to qualify for the champions league in england as opposed is to a lot of different countries now and so you add newcastle that and it's just going to get more difficult and so i think it's interesting i think what will eventually happen is you're going to have obviously these rich teams competing for it and for the top talent but you know whenever you have that the more teams that are kind of up there at the top doing their thing i think the more um, valuable and the more effective like counter strategies are. So I, I don't think it's this thing where, you know, Newcastle and city win the league every year. I don't think it's going to be quite that, but um, it's going to be a seismic shift. I think in the Premier league overall. Yeah. I mean, the first, my first inclination with any sort of takeover like this is uh, who you get in the door to lead the men after this. Cause sorry, Steve Bruce, You've just been bought out of everything. Enjoy your trip to the Amalfi Coast. Like, it depends upon who they bring in as the manager. Um, like Sakun said, I'm not going to speculate on players. But for me, I just, I, I'm just intrigued to see where it goes. Um, following the Premier League, since I have, I kind of got to see City do the, we got bought by someone who has a bunch of money. Now let's just try to build until we can be a better team. I've watched it happen once, and that was kind of a, you know, they started with Rubinho and like giving Steven Ireland a bunch of money and then grew into something fantastic. Is this going to happen again? I'm not going to wish that upon anybody because I don't want to deal with that again, but all signs kind of point to yes. I mean, for me, (laughs) a lot of the news that I've seen about it because of the circles I hang out in have been about the, the issues with, the people who took over the team, taking over the team. I don't want to address that because that doesn't matter to me. I'm going to be a douche about it and just go ahead and say it. Um, The jury's still out, man. Like with the pretty blonde lady in charge, I don't know what's going to happen. I just kind of want to see where it goes. And I want to see how nuts the Jordies get with this sudden amount of power that they think they have. I mean, I would say a blonde lady. I would not say a pretty blonde lady. Just to put it out there, and um, (laughs) just gonna say, I mean, none of us are uh, dashing looking, so like that, we should not be making comments. Speak for yourself, motherfucker, Jesus. (laughs) Chill chill, chill out, chill out. out, All right. Um. 
Secondly, yeah, this is not the political academy. This is the football academy. We're going to keep things strictly about football. If you do have qualms about certain issues, you can take it up with uh, either the Man City owners or the Newcastle owners, whichever you'd like. Um, moving Chelsea. on from that. Oh, <laughs> there we go. You've got multiple multiple owners you can take that up with. And one of the one of the things that I do want to point out, yeah. I so the moment this happened and I saw the Saudi flags and shit out there, right? Like as a brown person, like I remember what like Brexit was by eighteen hundred votes is what uh, Brexit remained passed in Newcastle by. So like it is quite funny to me that a, a lot of people who have who probably voted to leave Brexit were like, yes, let's bring immigrants here, let's bring the money in here, and we want all of this. Like that, that was just a very funny situation to me overall out there. And I think the, what Braden did say is quite right. Like at the end of the day, like this is you won the Super League. Like at the end of the day, the Premier League is very close to being the Super League at this point. Like you, like if you want to like make the Super League, what you really should do is have another team get bought out have eight fucking big ass teams and just have a fucking playoff at the end of it and say, fuck the champions league. Like you want the super like Those playoffs would be lit. Like Americans love playoffs. That would literally be the biggest money-making football games you would ever see. And I, I, you already have the playoff in the championship, right? So like, it's not a wild concept, but Nobody really wants to see that the league is the league and all of that. And we saved the soul of football by making sure the Super League didn't happen and all of that kind of stuff. So we saved the <laughs> saved the soul of football by making sure, you know, the takeover happened. And for what it's worth, I am very excited to see. I don't think people like Mike Ashley, who have billions of dollars, should be allowed to be out there and, you know, take advantage of fans who really just want to be there and support their club. And to be quite honest, like one of the things that have has come out of COVID is a lot of these clubs and their owners are struggling. Like our, our clubs, like Liverpool, United, Arsenal, like we have a lot of money. Like we don't see it really. Like we see it to a certain extent. Obviously, like we're not City, Chelsea and all of those. But, you know, the, the small, there are teams that have literally just died. Like Burry FC literally got buried in the ground like because of COVID and the financial problems. So like you see Derby County, like another historic team. So there is a side of football that is also happening within England that does not have the money. And those sides, I would love to have some championship fans, like maybe after the season's over and have a talk with them about just the overall situation and how they could make some money and, you know, make the financial situation better. And one of the ways of doing that is betting on games. And that is what we're here to do. We are going to be betting on some games, going on, talking about some previews. And here we are. Braden, do you want to give them a rundown of how this happens? Uh, yeah, and and I'm going to pause for a second. I just love the <laughs> idea that, like, Darby County's way out of administration is just going Sin wild on the three-way money lines. <laughs> Jesus, send Rooney to Vegas. All right. Um, so I mean, what, hey, he, he's got a documentary coming out. What would be better? A documentary with everything he's done that we've seen or a documentary of Wayne Rooney with all of Davi Kani's money in gambling in Las Vegas, I would in pay Atlantic to watch that. City. Let's just in, make it even better. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I, absolutely Atlantic City. 100%. Save the money on the flight. We don't want to go that far. Straight. Like, to the East people Coast. wouldn't understand when he's at the roulette table whether he's saying black or black or red. 
Like, that, let's be real. Like, with that fucking Scouse-ass accent, nobody's going to understand him and just be funny. Just and that's a up. great point. Does, like, he go with the black for Darby, or does he go for the red of Man United? Like, it's very difficult decisions for the man. All right, we are way far off topic here. <laughs> um, so what we do here at the Football Academy is... Uh, we're when we aren't to... handing out financial advices to clubs that are almost <laughs> in administration, or are in administration... Just yes. disclaimer right there. Yes. Uh, we we take the three-way money lines for all the games, and we're going to discuss uh, the different bets we can make, kind of view the games through the lens of, like, what are the odds and, and kind of what represents good value for that. Uh, maybe not so much of a focus exactly on what's going to happen in the games, but kind of what are some of the outcomes that we think could happen and how that looks for the odds. So we'll talk about it through that lens. We'll, we'll talk about all the games this week and um, coming up next week, we will see how we all did tally up the results and um, kind of hold ourselves accountable. However bad it might be. Oh, great. At that point, I'd be like, Hey, Dabby Khan, you should listen to us. Uh, <laughs> um, having said that, the team that should have listened to us was Jurgen Klopp a couple of years ago. They won the Premier League, but a game that was absolutely not great for them was going to Watford. This was in the second half of the season. They had almost had one hand on the title. The other hand was almost at COVID at the time because, you know, COVID was just starting out in England at the time. Um, Watford taking on Liverpool. Watford at plus 700. Liverpool at minus 280. Draw at plus 425. Over-unders at three. Well, I'm going to come to you just because, like, I, history repeats itself, right? Like, I'm, you were the first one we asked, and then we went to Brayton, and then I predicted this, and we just wanted to see the same thing happen. So, Will, take it off. How are you feeling about this game? And you know what? I would love to say fuck international breaks, but there's another one coming in November, so... Let's enjoy club football while we can. All of the four weeks we get it. Um, am I nervous just because it's Watford and I had to live through what happened last time? Yes. Yes, I am. But that is just me as a person. Um, this Watford team is not. This Watford team is not good. And this Liverpool team is good. And I'm fucking to be fair, the- that Watford team also wasn't good. <laughs> I know. I know. And I hate this. Okay. The, the, the two players who tormented y'all are still there. Yes. We're, we're, word is we're getting Jota back, and that is important because as long as we're scoring, we're doing well. And I didn't get a chance to say this last time, but we're getting Trent back. And I believe that Trent makes the team better in defense because we were getting burned on the right side when we played Man City. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I didn't get a chance to say it last time, but I'm going to hold up to it. Anyway, I think Liverpool's going to win comfortably. We have our full complement of players, and I really am so nervous about this because of both of you assholes. <laughs> I'm nervous to take Liverpool, but I'm going to take Liverpool because history will not repeat itself. Please. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you, Well, I don't think history repeats itself here. Uh, I, I will say, and this will probably be a theme that I talk about throughout this uh episode tonight is international break can do quirky things with teams who have a lot of players go away for internationals versus teams that don't. Um, and sometimes that can cause some weird results, but I, I don't see that here. I see Liverpool winning this game fairly easily. I think they're just playing too well right now. Watford new manager bump, if you want to call it. Sure. 
maybe with Ranieri. I I don't think that really happens. I'm going to go with Liverpool, and I think they win pretty comfortably. You know what? Fuck with all the reasoning. I've had a couple of fashions tonight. And if you couldn't tell that already with how I started this podcast off, here I am admitting to that. Um, I mean, I'll go with Watford. The, like, Claudio Ranieri is there. He said he's young, and I believe him. He's very young. He's open to new ideas. And to be quite honest, like... Liverpool is just a better team. They should just go out and win. But if I had $100 and that was my last $100, am I betting on Liverpool? Fuck no, I'm not betting on Liverpool. I'm betting on Watford to see what happens. And to be quite honest, like, there are still vulnerabilities. Like, this is a Premier League renaissance season. Yeah? For a year and a half, we watched Premier League without fans. We watched Premier League, which was, you know, it was good. You saw Man City win, but this is back. Like we are going to see upsets, whether this game is it or not. Is there a chance Watford can beat Liverpool? Yes, there is. Like, I think Liverpool look very, very good, but there is still not a team out there that including Liverpool in there that just look leaps and bounds better than everybody else. Obviously clubs going to use that last game as motivation to make sure the same mistakes don't happen again. At the same time, like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's plus 700. Liverpool are at minus 280. And, like, I don't trust Liverpool to keep a clean sheet. And as long as they don't, Watford, I mean, crazier things have happened. Literally two years ago, we saw crazier things happen when uh, they were at Vicarage Road. And to be honest, like... When you are Liverpool, and this is the game that opens the weekend, there there always so there are certain time slots that upsets happen in. The early kickoff, the late kickoff, are the two slots that I always pick for like upsets. And this is one of those situations where I think Claudio Ranieri, new manager bounce, all of those things. Let's go Watford. I'm gonna put my hundred dollars on you, and we shall see what happens. Moving on to the next game, Aston Villa. Old Trafford taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers, who are still <sighs> trying to figure out how not to be Brighton of last season, where you only win the XG battle and not the actual game. Vela at plus 120, Wolves at plus 245, draw at plus 230, over at two and a half. Vegas is telling us, or at least wherever Bavada is based off, is telling us that Wolves are less likely to win the game than a draw, which I think is a little bit absurd given their underlying metrics of the XG. Brayden, you are the master of statistics. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's kind of a fair way to look at it. Like, I do think that Wolves are a better team than this line is giving them credit for. If you look at their underlying metrics, it looks like they've got a pretty decent shot in this game. But I I don't... I'm going to go with a plus favorite in Villa. They're at home. I think that they come out and have a decent performance. We'll say I'm not really convinced by either of these two teams right now, uh, but I do think that Villa are kind of just better at this point in time. And we'll see. Like, I think the wolves are a little bit still of a work in progress. If Jimenez takes another step, like I do think this is a wolves team that we may think of a lot better than we think of them right now. Like I, I think towards the end of the season, they may approach a little bit more, 
solidly mid-table outside late push to Europe, but probably falling short. Um, but we'll see. I, I think this Wolves team still has steps to take, and I think Villa will just be better than them right now. Part of me really wants to take Wolves, and this is just based on the last two performances. Like I, Villa, you can say they got beat by the better team, but I don't know if Tottenham's better specifically. Um, and Wolves won. So my inclination is to pick Wolves. Um, but I feel like there's a little bit more in Villa right now than there is in Wolves. And to me, that's the road to a draw. So I don't want that plus 120. I don't even want the plus 245. I'm going to take the draw because it feels like a more solid outcome. Coming off an international break, two teams who have yet to kind of find their footing. This screams draw. It doesn't necessarily scream exciting draw to me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to put my money on the draw, and I feel fairly confident about that. Uh, that's my solid-ass pick of the week, I guess. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go after – I'm going to have to go with the draw as well in this situation. I – as good as Aston Villa are, I still think there are deficiencies in their attacking front. Um, and Wolves are going to create chances, as they have under Lucien Favre so far. And it, I, at some point, they're going to score, right? Like, at some point, Adama Traore and all of these guys, like, it's going to come together. And I think this is one of those games where I don't think Aston Villa's defense has really been as good as people are giving them credit for. I think there are deficiencies to the Wolves defense as well. So I'm going to go with a draw in this game as well. Next up, we have Leicester City at plus 245 at home against Manchester United at plus 110. Draw at plus 260. Over and under is 2.5. Lads, before we begin, this is the beginning of an 11-game stretch that could be Really a defining period for Manchester United for the whole season. They play literally every big game you can imagine. That includes Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, everyone in these next 11 games. This is the beginning of it, and you would hope that they start off with a win. Will, I'm going to come to you first. Your boy Brandon Rodgers taking on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. How do you feel about this, and do you see Leicester possibly coming out on top? Nah. Nah, I, uh, I, I'm not going to say that I believe that Manchester United has underwhelmed in the past couple of weeks, but people have said that they have underwhelmed in the past couple of weeks. Watching my words, so you're not just aggressively calling me a Liverpool asshole. Um, but I honestly don't think this Leicester team. This is not going to be the Leicester team that we associate with Leicester. I.e., they're not going to win the title. Surprisingly or they're not going to give a very good fight up until the very end. This is going to be a team who's going to have to grind out some games. It's going to be a team who's going to have to work on some stuff. It's going to be a team who's going to have to figure themselves out if they want to have European football in their admittedly kind of bland, but lovely shade of blue stadium. I think United's going to win this. Uh, I don't think Leicester have enough. I think United have too much talent. I think they're going to come off the snide because they're going to find that little bit of extra United BS that they always fucking find. Um, and honestly, questions start to be asked about Lester. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about Brendan Rodgers because he's 
because I like him too much. Now I want to do that. But this Leicester team seems a bit uneven and United need to get themselves right. And those bastards seem to do it when they need to do it at the right time. So I'm going to take United. Uh, Ronaldo scores eight. Uh, did yeah, you say I, eight? Eh, eight sounds right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was going to not grant that the reply. <laughs> it, it doesn't deserve. Um I'm going with with United as well in this match. I think that United really are just a better team, and Leicester really have not played well to start uh, the season so far. You can say United haven't either if you want. Sure, fine. I still just think that United have played a lot better than Leicester have. And I, that's that's really where it sauce for me. Like I I don't think this Leicester team has been great so far this season, and I think they've got a lot to prove if they're – wanting to be the kind of outside champions league shot team that they've been the past couple of years. Like I, I don't really see it in the Lester team right now. I, I think they're a good bit worse than that. So I'm going with the United. It, it might be a decent enough game. I know there's an injury crisis with Veron out as well as McGuire. So like that could pose a problem, but I mean, on the other hand, like Lester don't really put up a, that much of a constant threat it's it's mostly whether Vardy can get movement in on the players so we'll see like I think that'll be interesting to watch but I think United are just a better team you know what I have defended the guy for very for a very long time um in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and I, I'm gonna have to say this sadly enough we are at the stage where people think the team is there to like compete for trophies and compete for the Premier League and all of that kind of nonsense and while I don't think the team is there, I think the team needs to be performing better. And Man United has not lost away from home in a very, 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 very long time. This is the longest any team in England's ever gone without losing a game away from home. And I think Leicester City, in a very weird way, are position to take advantage of it. I think Eric Bailly Lindelof is quite possibly is going to be the starting center back pairing. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in that. And if you're Leicester City, like what better way to like kick off the second, like not the second part, but like, you know, you really haven't kickstarted your season so far. I just don't think I can do that. And I'm going to go with Leicester in this game. And to be quite honest, like I have bet on pretty much every team playing against Manchester United for a very long time. But like this is one of those games where Leicester City at King Power are, of, are a powerhouse. Like I think playing at King Power is a very, very tough uh, situation. And most likely, it's going to be a draw if it goes in Leicester's favor, but I am going to go with Leicester just because I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the Man United defense right now. And I don't know. Like, it's a weird season for, to be a Man United fan. Like, you have Ronaldo back. You should be feeling good and all of these things. But, like, something just doesn't feel right with this team. And um, I'm going to go with a Leicester City win and an over because I think Leicester City win this game 4-1. Going to put it out there. Just putting it out there. And from one side of Manchester, we go to the shittier side of Manchester in talking about Manchester City, a.k.a. Manchester City. They are at minus 800, taking on Burnley at plus 1,900. Draw at plus 750, over-unders at three and a half. And I'm going to just preface this game by saying this. I feel like this is, again, one of those games where either... Burnley can eke out like a 1-0, 2-1 win. Or like this is going to be an absolute demolition by like four or five goals. Braden, do you concur? 
Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I think that the most likely thing, obviously, is that Man City wins. However, going back to what we kind of said earlier, this is the time you want to take uh, someone against Man City. Like, they've come off the international break. Their guys have flown all over the world. And Burnley have just been there training for this match for a week and a half. And so I I do think that there's a possibility that you just get an odd uh, result here. Me, personally, I'm not going to take Burnley here. I'm going to take Manchester City, even though it's minus 800. I just think that, you know, if in our kind of older format, this might be a game to put like $20 on Burnley and see what happens. But I'm not comfortable putting one-tenth of my total outlay on Burnley in this odd result. I do, however, if you're so inclined, the spread on this match is Burnley at plus two, plus two and a half. I think that's interesting. Like, I think that's something that you could really see um, come out where City are a little bit flat and Burnley just go out and are good enough to to lose one nil or something like that. And, and I think you could see that payoff. So I'm interested in that. I'm not interested in Burnley as an outright winner or draw. City, I'm also like, I, I'm probably not betting real dollars on this because there's just not really a return for the risk. So I, I'm i going with City, but I, I have little confidence in it. Yeah. In the old format, this would have definitely been one of those, I'm going to put a dollar on City because I just want some sort of return and I hate myself. Um, but to speak to this, just based on betting alone, like, yeah, I'm going to go with city. Um, I couldn't foresee a world in which Burnley come out and just Chris Wood that bitch up and get a man in the box in the right place at the right time. And city are just not paying attention and they sneak one by and we're sitting here chopping this up and I get my own Watford moment. But that shit's not going to happen. It's City. It's Burnley. It's after the international break. City are going to be a little bit pissed that they came out with just the draw against Liverpool. They going to beat these boys. I'm going to take City. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to hate myself in the morning. But you know what? You, you can't beige all the goddamn time. So fuck it. <laughs> you know what? You can't beige all the fucking time. But I'm going to take a draw in this game just because... I, I do not see a value on betting Man City at minus 800. Like, real life, I probably stay out of this game. But I think Burnley get most get a draw out of this. I fucked that up with Southampton because I said they probably get a draw out of it and I picked Southampton. So I'm going to go ahead and pick a draw in this game. Granted, like, I think they're Man City are probably going to demolish them. And the over, I don't know, just because it's three and a half. But... um. It looks like a very fascinating game uh, from that angle as well. Moving on to the next game, Norwich at plus 260. Brighton at plus 110. Draw at plus 235. Overunders at two and a half. Will, how do you think this game's going to go? Uh, I want to go with Brighton. Uh, I'm not going to waste too much time with this. Uh, Norwich don't look good. Brighton look a team who are just a bit better. Uh, regardless of what their last results are, I'm going to go straight pen to paper on this one and pick the team who seems to be better. So I'm going to go with Brighton. They're going to walk into Vicarage Road and 
and I was going to say burn it to the ground, but I don't know why I don't want to say that. Yeah, burn it to the ground. Uh, Vicar Rose lovely stadium, but they're going to burn the shit to the ground. Brighton's going to win. I lost my analogy, but yeah, I'm picking Brighton. <laughs> yeah, Vicarage right there Road with you. is where uh, Watford plays, by the way. Carrow Road. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to burn Vicarage to the ground. <laughs> Damn you, Elton John. <laughs> Yeah, I, this line to me is disrespectful to Brighton. Like, I think Brighton are a much better team than Norwich are at this point. Norwich may fight hard, but like they got their first point of the year. Not not even a win, their first point of the year against Burnley. Last one in a nil-nil draw. Like I just I don't see them getting it done against Brighton here. So I, I think Brighton are a much better team. You know, Brighton had their whole thing with XG last year and, and just never really getting the results. They seem to be getting them with more regularity this year. I, I think they go and pretty handily take Norwich here. And I I would be comfortable betting a sizable amount on Brighton here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, until they prove me wrong, I am going to keep going back to the well and I'm going to keep picking the team that plays Norwich in my Peckham League. And here, Brighton are a very good team at plus 110, a plus favorite. We always say that. Definitely going to go with that. Moving on to the next game, Southampton at plus 135, taking on Leeds at plus 195, draw at plus 250, over-unders at three. Braden, how are you feeling? On expected goal, expected point metrics, these teams are pretty much the same. Like, I... There's not much to be said about either of these two teams. Southampton is a home. That's why they're plus favorite. Um, home plus favorite, I'm generally going to take. So I'm going to take Southampton. But I, honestly, I think this is a pretty even matchup overall. And if you want to take either of the three outcomes, I'm not going to fault you for it. Um, I, I think they're all viable. But for me, home plus favorite, I'm going to take that. So Southampton for me. How? inspired are people by Southampton putting up a goal against Chelsea that they're the favorite. Like I get that they're at home, but for me, this is a Leeds team who seems a tidbit better and who won their last outing. So I would assume that Leeds would still be favored, but Leeds have not done enough this season. I know I just presented that as if I'm going to pick Leeds. Fuck that noise. I'm going to take the draw. Because I feel like a draw is what we're going to get out of this. Southampton will come out on a flyer. They're going to score two. And Lee is going to tie that bitch up with two of their own. And we're going to end a 2-2 draw. Um, which means I'm definitely going to take the over. Uh, this Leeds team does not inspire much in me. But they inspire enough that they should equal up to a Southampton team. Who I've clearly set for the death knells. Given my uh, prognostications about their manager which have proven themselves to be terribly wrong. God bless. I don't want anyone to get fired on my back. Well, that's funny. You've been talking about how he's going to get fired literally every single time. You've been on. Back now, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a draw as well in this game, just because I don't think either one of these two teams are going to be good enough to win the game. Um, I'm interested to see how Leeds handle the whole Patrick Bamford situation. I think there is a whole lot to come in this game. 
and from both of these teams this season, but a draw is all we are going to get this time around. Having said that, that is it from us for the first segment of the podcast. We're going to be back with the second segment. See you on the other side. What is up, guys? Back with the second segment of this podcast and back with the team that has surprised us the most. This season surprised a lot of people, not me, because I believe in Moneyball FC and you should too, because you know what? If you read the ball money book and you if you read the book Moneyball and you believe in statistics, they do a damn good job at explaining how things can really affect sports. Brentford are at plus 500, taking on Chelsea at minus 160, draw at plus 290, over under is two and a half. I think this is, this is the final game of Saturday. Anthony Taylor, who, um, if you trust Chelsea fans, is not does not give a whole lot of uh, good decisions for Chelsea. I feel like every fucking Premier League fan, a Premier League fan feels that he does not give good decisions for you. So here we are, Brentford, Chelsea, Braden. Are you going to take your beloved Chelsea or are you going to take Brentford? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Anthony Taylor first. Uh, first of all, I, I think that like Taylor's reputation is mostly about he's made some calls and big games against Chelsea and I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Like I think most fans have a gripe against some ref and people remember it. And I don't think it's any different than that. And the way that Arsenal fans feel about Mike Dean or whoever. So whatever, um, for me in this game, I've, I've kind of alluded to it a few times where sometimes after international breaks, you can get very odd results and I think this could be one of those very odd results. I'm going to take a draw here. I think Brentford's a tough place to play. I think Tony's a very physical uh, striker that's going to give them some trouble. I think Brentford posed a different problem than most teams in the league. And I think you saw it against Liverpool. Like when Brentford play at home, they're tough out. And so I'm going to take a draw. I think you're getting paid the right amount for it. Um, I don't think Brentford win, even though plus 500 is tasty. Uh, but I, I do think Brentford have enough to make this a very competitive match. And I'm going to go with the draw here. You say tasty. I say takeable. Because I'm going to go ahead and take Brentford. Um, this is a Chelsea team whose players have been dispersed about the world to play internationals and to represent their countries. And they all like doing that. So they're going to come back and they might be a tidbit tired. This is a kind of relentless Brentford team who always come at you. It's a London derby and it's at home. I'm not even going to talk about Brentford Stadium because you've heard me say it a thousand times. That place will be rocking. I I love that stadium. They'll be up for it. Chelsea will be sleepy. I'm I'm calling against my championship favorites, but I'm going to go ahead and take Brentford. Also, daddy needs to win this week. Daddy needs Moneyball to pay off. So I'm going to take Brentford. And it's going to be my dumbass bet of the week because if it pays off, God, I'm going to feel so good on Sunday. You know what? Well, I will be right there with you because I'm going to pick Brentford as well, just because I'm going to be watching this game with a very well-known Chelsea fan, uh, at least to the three of us and Nish. And if Brentford wins this game, I would fucking celebrate. I'll be wearing a Brentford jersey on Saturday. This will be fucking fantastic. This is going to be amazing. Come on, Brentford. You can do this. 
Moving on to what I think is the most exciting game of the weekend in Everton taking on West Ham. Everton at plus 150, taking on West Ham at plus 190, draw at plus 235, Overners at two and a half. Will, are your boys from Merseyside going to do anything in this game? This is a particularly interesting match to me. Uh, you have a West Ham team who's coming off a loss to Brentford, um, which is why I picked them, um, who... I'm not going to say they feel shell-shocked, but we always talked about how after the Europa League, there was going to be some sort of trepidation and maybe they'd get stuck and get figured out. And they did. Uh, you have an Everton team who is kind of, I don't want to say punching above their weight, but they're they're playing up to snuff. They're playing up to what you expect from this Everton team with Rafa Benitez as manager. Um, this is going to be a decent match. Uh, I can definitely... Definitely see Everton sneaking out of here with a winner. I can see this being 2-1 again in their favor, specifically because they're Gibson Park. But y'all motherfuckers been listening to this show, and you know I'm not going to bet for Everton, so I'm going to take West Ham. I This is just me being contrarian. I honestly think that Everton might be the better team in this game and go ahead and win it. But I've created a bit, and I can't go back on the bit, so I'm going to stick with it. And <laughs> West Ham's going to win. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I'm going to stick with this bit. <laughs> I hate everything. Yeah, so uh, for me in this game, it, this is a little bit of a tough one because I think that uh, West Ham have gotten unlucky with a couple of results. I think that I've, these two teams are are pretty close to each other, but I think Everton are playing just a little bit better right now. Like I do think you've got uh, Benitez coming in. You've got fucking Townsend out there playing like he's prime Frank Ribery. Like I, it's, it's a very <laughs> interesting kind of turnaround that you've seen with Everton. I think they get found out eventually and this doesn't continue over the course of the season. But right now I think Everton are playing better football overall. Um, I'm going to go with Everton at being at home plus favorite, like all of that. Um, West Ham getting a draw or win here are, aren't outside the realm possibility, but I'm going to take Everton here. You know what? I'm going to make it a three-way money line situation, and I am going to go with a draw in this case just because I don't think either one of these two teams have been impressive. They have impressed at their trips to Old Trafford. I'm going to have to say that. Um, actually, I West Ham played um, Man United at um, the Olympic Stadium, but they also played Man United in the League Cup at Old Trafford. So both of these two teams have been impressive at Old Trafford this season. <sighs> Having said that, I'm going to go with the draw just because I think this feels like a draw. First game of Sunday. It's going to wake up, get a coffee, watch these teams, two teams draw, and uh, piss everybody who is betting... Um, Either one of these two teams in my four-point pick'em league wash their points away. This next game is what I'm so excited about because I cannot see how Spurs are plus favorite. But here we are going to St. James Park, which I think is going to be absolutely rocking. And you know what? I heard you talk shit about fucking Steve Bruce, yeah? You know what? A fucking Man United player in Mark Hughes was the first player at Man City to win them the Premier League. So why can't Steve Bruce do the same? <laughs> why can't he? You can give me a million reasons. I do not want to hear them. They're probably valid, but I still don't want to hear them. Um, here we are. 
Newcastle at plus 250, taking on Spurs at plus 110, draw at plus 255. The, the over-under is at two and a half. Braden, Tottenham looked pretty bad. Has looked pretty bad since their first three games. All season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah, you, you 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 can take it over from there. <laughs> Not going to put any words. Yeah, I think you're right to question why Spurs are plus favorites here. I, I think that Spurs probably are slightly more likely to win this match, but I I think it's going to be. A closer one than this line indicates. I, I think Newcastle are decent value at plus 250. Uh, Spurs, you know, maybe they had some time to figure it out, but you've got like, uh, you know, they're two like really good players uh, that ideally you would maybe want to, maybe you would want them to be in your, um, be a training for a preparation for a match like this, have been out in international breaks. Uh, Newcastle, I think you're right about the the fans and how pumped that crowd is going to be. I think it's going to be something that we haven't really seen at St. James in a while just because the fans have been so tired of what they've had to deal with uh, for so long. And I don't know. I I don't think it's enough to get Newcastle a win. I'm going to go with a draw, though. I think that's a reasonable outcome. I don't think the Spurs team is really that good. I don't think this Newcastle team is that much, if they even are better. Like, I, I'm not that impressed by this Newcastle team. Like, they are a little bit more attacking than they've been in the past. I will give them credit for that. But I don't think they're world beaters. So, I'm going to go with a draw here. Brayden, to your point, I don't think Newcastle are world beaters either. Uh, I do think there are some discrepancies in talent there. I think, I think the Tottenham might be... The better side here, uh, just a tidbit more talented. Um, but fuck all that noise. Newcastle got new owners, and that place is gonna be loud as hell. And that's why I'm gonna go ahead and take Newcastle, like the idiot I am, because d- look, all these people have wanted since I started watching the Premier League is for Mike Ashley to just go on a boat into international waters, sink, and never be seen again. Now he's gone. The pall has been lifted over your stadium, replaced with a kind of darker one, but it's okay because there's some sun over there and it's whatever. It's going to be a joyous day, and Spurs are just kind of wishy-washy right now. They're, they're, they're this season's Everton, if you will. I can see Newcastle going out here and running up some shit. I really can, and I'm, I'm wishing it, honestly. So, yeah. I'm going to pick Newcastle because, you know, why the fuck would I not? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right with you right there. I'm going to pick Newcastle in this game as well. I think St. James is going to be rocking. I think the game's going to be entertaining. And Spurs, Harry Kane and company, not company, just Harry Kane. You need to perform to make me believe in you again. And this is not saying he's not a good player or anything like that, but I just don't think he wants to be at Tottenham right now. Moving on to the last game of the weekend, Arsenal welcoming back the legend Patrick Vieira back with his Crystal Palace to the Emirates. Arsenal at minus 150, Palace at plus 425. 
draw at plus 290, over-runs at two and a half. Braden, I asked you a simple question at the beginning of the season that you absolutely rubbished. And I'm going to ask you that question again. What happens if Patrick Vieira with his Crystal Palace team finishes higher than Arsenal? I, I mean, I still don't think that has a possibility of happening. Like, I, I'm not here for that question at all still. I, I will say... Uh, Vieira has gotten off to a good start at Palace. I think they're playing a lot better than they were under Hodgson. I think there's an interesting project there, but I- I'm not entertaining that thought really <laughs> at all. As far as this match goes, I-, I don't really think that this line is correct. Like uh, Arsenal at minus 150, Palace plus 425. I- I'm not that confident that Arsenal wins this match. I think this game's a lot closer than that. For me, like Arsenal should win this game at home. Uh, but you know, I talked about it with Chelsea. I talked about it. If you want to go crazy with City earlier, um, it's it's the same kind of thing where you have international players go away, and you know whether it's you know Saka playing with the senior England team, Smith Rowe playing for the U twenty ones, like uh, Arsenal just had more players who were away uh, over this past two weeks. Tomiyasu may have to be out for quarantine for COVID regulations um after going out to asia uh, so i i don't know like i think this will be a tricky game for arsenal um i i'm gonna go with the draw in this game i i think it's i think the palace are a better team than they have been in the past i think that uh, you know zaha for some reason always turns up in this game is still trying to get his move to arsenal um <laughs> So I don't know. Like I, I think this will be a pretty close game. I think you get the right odds here for a draw. Um, I don't see Palace winning it, but uh, you know, stranger things have happened. So I'm going with the draw. Stranger things. What a great TV show. Um, uh, I think I want to just point out every London derby when it happens because I feel like one's going to happen every week because there's so many teams concentrated around there. So this is another London derby. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be a lot less thrilling because it's going to be a draw. Um, I think that Vieira is going to have a very well-drilled side walking to the Emirates because he just wants to, he wants to show himself, man. Like if I don't want to entertain Sapoon's thought, but if ever there was a time to entertain it, it would be now. Because if you're Patrick Vieira and you're like, I love this club and I feel this in my soul and Yes, you were in charge of another team from London, and they don't really matter, so it's whatever. But you got to show up, and you got to show out. So I can see this Crystal Palace team showing up and showing out and giving this Arsenal team a hard time. But I don't see either one of these teams winning it, because I don't think either one of these teams have it in them to just go ahead and outright win a game like this. That might be a tidbit more charged, because it is kind of a derby, whatever. So I'm going to take the draw. Uh, I... I want to, I want to, want to take the over and say that it's going to be a tidbit more exciting because it's a derby, and I'm saying it's a derby even though it's not. Um, you could take the over and feel optimistic. You could take the under and probably, probably be correct because it could end nil nil. But uh, yeah, I'm going with the draw because uh, Daddy likes that draw money. Got to stop calling myself Daddy. I really do, sir. I really do. Um, 
<laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with Arsenal in this game. I'm surprised Braden didn't go with it. I'm going to pick the money line. I think Arsenal are just better. Arsenal have proven themselves, and Arsenal are coming for that fucking Premier League title. They're playing one game a week, and you know what? <laughs> I, I, Braden, I see you giving me that weird look. I, you know what? <laughs> Y'all are playing one game a week. Everybody else is going to be playing in Europe. Y'all are playing one game a week. And I think that is going to make a massive difference come the end of the season. And Arsenal here, Arsenal are back, and Arsenal are going to win this fucking game. Sorry, Patrick Vieira, you're a fucking loser. Sorry, Roy Keane says hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that really warrants a reply, to be very honest with you. Hashtag lost the plot. <laughs> If you want to beat me, come see me. <laughs> if you know that reference, if you know that reference, you're an OG. That's all I'm going to say. Having said that, um, a couple of things to end this podcast. Um, October 10th was Mental Health Day. And you know what? I have struggled with anxiety. I have struggled with depression. I have struggled with a lot of things. And you know what? Talking helps. Have good friends. Go get a therapist. Do what is needed. And you know what? There are a lot of people who say a lot of things and act tough. We all watch football. We're all friends. Like, go find somebody. Like, it's okay. Don't be that jerk out there making fun of people who are going out and um, suffering from things. Because you know what? You can see your broken feet. You can see your broken hand. You can't really see when things are wrong in your brain. So go get help if you need to. Plenty of people, if you want to DM me, DM Will, DM Braden, our Twitters are TFA Rizzler, if you want to go talk to Will, TFA Braden, if you want to go talk to Braden, TFA Spoon, if you want to come talk to me. And there are plenty of therapists in your own towns, in your own cities that would, um, who actually, not that, who would, who are much more qualified than any of us to um, get you help if you need to. So please keep that in mind. And having said that, that is it from us. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the Premier League being back and definitely, definitely go out, have some pints, have a good weekend and enjoy some brilliant college football if you missed out on last Saturday because last Saturday was fucking lit. Go Braves. Nobody cares about baseball. All right.